We're Good on. evening, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. It's a, a cold winter night in 2016. Uh, the football's going really well at the moment. No, it's, it just the game's a bit of a flashback to 2016, but yeah, we're live. We're here, and it's cold out here in the garage. I regret not wearing a long sleeve jumper. CB, how are you, mate? We're good. Now, folks, all BS aside, um, we don't know where Tiggs is. <laughs> We've sent him messages. So hopefully yeah. he'll be on at some stage. So don't panic. Yeah. He'll be here somewhere. But, I'm um, hoping hopefully he hasn't had another bad run of Uber Eats uh, the, the night before a show. Yeah. yeah, he needs to get away from the Mexican or something. I don't know. Something's going on. Um, but what we're going to do, guys, for those who are tuning in, we're going to get straight into something. I'm going to lead off with the bloodbath. And what we're going to do is we're going to share this on the Facebook page and on Twitter and a few things. But I'm leading with the bloodbath right now before we do a review. And there's a reason for this. So what I want from you guys tonight is audience participation. So I would imagine we're all out there lamenting the season over and the three-peat is done. And we all grieve in we all grieve differently. And what I want to know from the audience is what stage of grief are you at? So I'm going to run through the seven stages of grief. And then I want you guys to post in our chats, like in the comments, let us know what actual stage you're at, just so we can have a bit of a laugh and drag and get some humor out of this, right? So stage one out of the seven steps as a Richmond supporter is shock and denial. You are most likely reacting to the loss with numbed disbelief. Number two, pain and guilt. This is the suffering with pain stage. I reckon I went through all these emotions on Sunday. Stage three, anger and bargaining. You may want to lash out and lay unwarranted blame on someone else. Hashtag sack dimmer, maybe. Stage number four, reflection is reflection and loneliness. A period of sad reflection may overtake you. Stage number five, the upward turn. You start to adjust to life and you'll start to be a little calmer. Maybe some of you were at that stage four weeks ago. Stage number six, reconstruction and working through. You're going to become more functional. Your mind will start to work again. So maybe you can start focusing on work as opposed to being on big footy or angry football forums. <laughs> and stage number seven, acceptance and hope. You learn to accept and deal with the reality of the situation. <laughs> so there's the seven stages. We're going to put them up so you can read through them again. But let us know through the broadcast what stage you guys are at. I'm Dr. Blood today. This is free therapy. Think of all the money you're saving. Let's talk this out, guys. Let's get into it. Absolutely. I, I think I'm a bit of a mixed bag. I've I've come to the acceptance stage, but I also get equally frustrated watching the game because I know how good we can play. Uh, and it's, yeah, it just, it does get a little bit frustrating seeing that. So good to see. There's a bit of a mixed bag in the chat as well, which, which is interesting, but <laughs> definitely keep sending through what stage you're at, folks. Um, you know, sometimes, oh, there we go, Josh has got four, five, six, and seven. <laughs> uh, all yeah, of them. Was... I mean, sometimes all you can do is laugh. Uh, There's no point getting getting too angry, but uh, 
Hasn't been good. I'll ask another question of the audience a little bit later on when we start talking. I will start talking about the game. Before we do, I want to know from the audience what would you have rather been doing than watching the game yesterday? Because I, I did see a few tweet tweets out there from uh, the tail who was at work, and he was wanting to know if he should rush home quickly to watch the game. And there's a lot of calls for no, no, just do some overtime, mate. There's no no point coming back home. Uh, but I'm sure there's a lot of other better things a few of us could have been doing while that game was on. But oh, hang on, we have we have a, a third person in. Yeah, Welcome sorry, to, we are we are we are live. How are you, mate? Yeah, walk the dog, mate. Walk the dog, and then um, fucking realise what time it was, and a 49-year-old sprinting to get home. <laughs> um, I passed out on the in the in the in the doorway there. I had to get the water and get the you know get me back up juice. So yeah, sorry, I apologise to everybody. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. So what we've pretty much done so far, people wanting to know how the Chinese food was. Uh, CB's led off with a a, a bloodbath. It's more of a therapy session with the seven stages yep. that you go through as a Richmond supporter. So. Did you want to CB run through them again for Tiggs and for the new listeners who have just jumped on board? And we'll see what stage you're at as well, Tiggs. So, CB, what right. were they again? So, we've got seven stages of grief, right? <laughs> so, stage one was shock and denial. You are most likely reacting to the loss with numbed disbelief. Stage two is pain and guilt. This is the suffering with pain stage. Stage three, anger and bargaining. You may want to lash out and lay unwarranted blame on someone else. In Tick's case, it'll be the umpires. Stage four, yeah. Stage four, reflect, reflection slash loneliness. A period of sad reflection may overtake you. Stage five, the upward turn. You start to adjust to life and you will start to be a little calmer. Stage six, reconstruction and working through. You'll become more functional. Your mind will start to work again. I do love that line. And stage seven, acceptance and hope. You learn to accept and deal with the reality of the situation. So there's we want to know from the audience, Tiggs, what stages are they actually at after that game? Yeah, well, have we have we spoken about the game at all? What have I missed? Have, have no, we spoken no, about we're about to lead into it, and that's this is as far as we've gotten. Oh look, for me in those stages, uh, what stage would I be? Look, I'm I'm a bit fun, different. I'm really now even super um, rock rock solid that will. This year's just a blip in our dynasty. You watch next year and the year after and the year after. So that's my mindset. Um, and on my Tiger Den, I'll talk about the stats back, backing that up. How a lot of things actually this year is going well for us. Um, but more on that later. Um, but, yeah, um, sorry again. Hi, everyone in chat. So, someone asked me you the person at a Taco Bell earlier on. Was that you out there? What, at a Taco Bell? Is there one in Roxborough Park? Yeah, yeah like there a... is. I was, my wife, I had to take my wife to get it this morning. Who, who did that? Uh, gee, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Hang on, I'll go That's back. That's a good story, isn't it? But, yeah, no, I had to, um, I had to take Damien. my wife. Yeah, I was, I was waiting. <laughs> what we generally do is when I had, I had to take my wife to mechanics, so I waited in Taco Bell where she got me a McDonald's coffee because I had to put petrol in first, so we're in the two cars. But... If, yeah, we see, if, if, viewers, if you see Tiggs out there, go up and ask him for trade gossip. Mate, take it home. And if you're not too bad of a sword, get in the car. <laughs> you know, it's just my heart's just walk right in. I'm only kidding. 
Just hop in the car. If he's got some groceries in the background, and Apple have a chomp. You know, just get into it, right? uh, I will say this. Um, I want to say well done to the Western Australian supporters for turning up. They were yeah. vocal. You could hear them. And I just want you guys to know that I actually have uh, contributed to the Western Australian cause. And, yes, i got one of these bad boys. And uh, I have contributed to the Western Australian mob. I do love yous and you're beautiful, wonderful people. So well done on no, your support they- there for your name. They were very loud and it was they were great. And it's not only this game, you've got to remember as well, everybody, that Richmond and Essendon have the record crowd in Perth this year. So that's mm-hmm. testament to both teams uh, and the numbers they could draw to, to that kind of game. And can we really just put the record straight? I do not eat a Taco Bell. I was just parked there waiting for the bloke to give me a coffee. Just let's put the record straight. What's your, uh, what's your issue with the fajita or a quesadilla, you prick? Beautiful. What? <laughs> what? Big taco. Yeah. <laughs> No, nah, mate, but I tell you that, oh, mate, Uber Eats is not the problem. Let's clarify that. Uber Eats is not the issue. Um, unless the guy put his fingers in the food, I don't know. It looked it looked all sealed for me, but jeepers, creepers, no one wants food poisoning. No, no, one. no definitely not. No, all right, no let's one. get the pain over and done with. Game yesterday, CB, go for it. All righty uh, There was a game played yesterday. It was Scheisenhauser. Um the kicking was immaculate. I just want to compliment both teams on their goal kicking. Fremantle <laughs> oh, um, defeated the Richmond Tigers seven goals, 13-55, and Richmond kicked a fabulous six goals, 15-51 points. Um, goal scorers, Matty Parker was our leading uh, contributor with 2-2 on the board. Um, Jack Rewalt, one goal, two. Tommy Lynch, one goal, two. Uh, and... Uh, Disposals. Trent Cotchin was our leading disposal getter with 32, with 16 and 16. Dion Prescia, fantastic first game back, 31 disposals. And uh, Jaden Short, but the special mention, I guess, is uh, to Stacky, who had his best game oh. of the club, I would think. How good is Sydney that's all I'll say on that. <laughs> he, he played an amazing game, and I probably noticed him more in the last quarter when it was on the line. I know he fell short, but... I think I put a tweet out that no matter the result, Sydney Stack should definitely take a bow. Um, his intercept marking, his cleanliness of picking the ball up under pressure at ground level, <laughs> his decision-making, I think he went at about 96%. Uh, he, he was fantastic, Stacky, and I'm really, really glad he's been able to get into the senior side and cement his spot. And performances like that, to me, say he needs to hang around for a hell of a lot longer. Yeah, what was pleasing about Stack too is as the game tightened up towards the end, and the heat really came on, he actually performed better and became more physical in the contest. He was yeah, almost the so, difference, wasn't he? And, look, I want to really give some uh, uh, a shine a light on Mansell as well. He, um, for me, was one of the better players on the ground. He was very strong defensively. He was hard at the contest and straight line the ball. And the main thing that really came out to me is even under pressure, his disposal was pretty neat. So, uh, but, yeah, that was probably the most horrendous. The first half, I think I tweeted... If I had the option, if I was told either watch that half again or get COVID, I'd prefer to get COVID. That's how bad that first half was. Skill execution was shit. Uh, method forward was rubbish. I never improved for the whole game. Our leaders let us down completely. Um, Cochin, outside of Cochin, you know, really, Jack, mate, if you're, you're not carrying an injury, I don't know if you had my Chinese food that I had last week, but... You couldn't, you couldn't get out of second gear. Some of your chasing was the worst I've seen you play. Um, 
for, for years. And, mate, keep your feet. How, how often did Jack Rewalt fall to the ground? And that staging, um, that staging shit as well. No, yeah, it was just not really. A, it, it, it was more he was trying to chase the person who turned direction. He would just fall down, and it was. It's not a look you want your leader to do. Um, but yeah, it was a shite and hazen game. Um, we lost that. Let's be clear. Um, we weren't beaten. We lost it. Um, we left three goals sitting there that should have been kicked. Oh, you know, Lynch missed a soda from fifteen. Parker missed one. Koch. For whatever reason, refused to have a shot from forty meters out when we needed, you know, a captain's exactly. goal, so to speak. Yeah, there's uh, plenty just, left on the table. Yeah, and, it, was just yeah it was honestly like watching, and this will sound maybe a bit harsh, but it was like watching two bottom four teams playing. And the scary part being that one of those teams is a probable chance to play finals. Just remarkable. It was, yeah, it was putrid. We're just fortunate that all the results that I, were, I tweeted before the game, this is what I need to have happen, actually fucking happened. So really, it's like this this round, last the round we've just gone has never happened. We now get another chance. But the method and the way that we're playing, we do not deserve to be playing finals. We're no. playing – North Melbourne will beat us if we play with you um, – with the – see, what shits me is our, our efforts there – our effort is actually there. Our work rate's there. But our skill execution as uh, from centre forward has gone, I don't know why we're trying to complicate it. I don't know why Lynch must, by direction of the forward line coach, told is told to lead from behind or to stop leading directly at the kicker. I don't know fucking why because that's his biggest strength. Um, it, yeah, we've got issues, major issues in that forward half. Where's, where's their names on the screen? What's going on with that? Oh, hang on. I'll take the, I'll take the banner off. There we there go. We no, I did the effort to write my little scribble there too. <laughs> oh, Dr. Blood. <laughs> well, free therapy tonight. We were, we're going through the stages of grief ticks. We're yeah. going through the stages. I'm here I'm here for the people. I'm here for the people. Yeah. You're, you're a saint. You're a saint, CB. You're a saint. I'm a man of the people, mate. Man of the people. It was, um, I actually felt like we missed Pickett's presence as well. I know he was managed and, and whatever else, but I felt like in a game when it's close like that, he's kind of one of those guys you want out there on the park. Oh, he would have turned he would probably turned it over just as bad as everyone else was. Like I like Pickett. He brings something to the but mate, it was just it was just um, yeah, it was pretty good. Look, one thing I want to do is highlight Parker if I can. He finally played a role that is the, that we recruited him for. Um I'm lucky I had food poisoning two weeks ago because I was going to unload. The people slagging off Parker, saying, you know, we're in trouble for having him on the list. If he's a, he's a perfect depth player and he showed that he was the only forward that applied pressure, effective pressure, and created turnovers in our forward line. Yes, he missed a sitter, but he also scored two goals in a forward line that was non-functioning. And for a bloke, he's just been playing VFL, He's only trained with us, what, a month? I, I like him. I like him. He's a perfect – he's not going to be our best 22 player, but you need those types. You need for anything from 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 4. You need that type of quality. Um, I'm not convinced because – I'm not convinced because George and Arts can run up and down straight lines really, really, really fast. And that seems to be the, mo the most important KPI yeah. we have. They have to be dropped, players. don't they? 
They have to be dropped. They, well, they, they, uh, they uh, play another game. Both no, so six, six disposals, and yeah, I think two of them were turnovers. Yeah, uh, he just hasn't gotten near it. And yeah, nah. Caddy, Josh Caddy kicked 40 plus goals in 2018. Yeah, and cannot get a game ahead of Jake Arts or George Castagna right now. They it have blows to... my friggin' mind. I don't want to talk about the ins too much, but um, Cumberland needs to and Rioli, either of those two lads would show more than what we're getting out of Arts and out of George. George, to me, looks broken. He hasn't got – I know we'll be watching him from TV, but normally even when you watch him um, on the TV, when you watch the replay, he's smiling as he plays. And, yeah, he does a chicken little type of football. You don't know what the fuck's happening on. But he, but he smiles and his, and his energy is what sparked – he was – he's sad, looks sad. I don't know if he's had a personal issue or something – he needs to be dropped and get himself mentally sorted. It's just not working. They're just not dangerous enough. <laughs> I can respect their work rate getting up and down the ground, but it's we're effectively it feels like we're two people short up forward yeah. when it goes down there. There's just no frontal pressure, um, and I don't want it to rain on the parade of the ins and outs. But you read the VFL report and you got Ralph Smith and Cumberland who are playing up forward, creating manic pressure, causing turnovers, creating goals with their speed and all that kind of stuff. That's what we need the guys in the AFL yeah. to be doing. If they're not going to do it, let's find two blokes who are prepared to do it and give them a crack. I mean, I know, you know, we can talk about being mathematically possible and all that kind of stuff, but it is it is what it is. We don't deserve to be there. Let's let's give these kids a bit of a taste and let's shake things up a bit. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure we'll get to that with the ins and outs. Well, it's one of the funny observations. I don't know if they're being coached under instruction because something at the last bit of the game, I don't know if you guys noticed it, the last three minutes before the end of the game, when the, when the, the game was there to be won, we had Dan Curvis, uh, we had, I think it was Prescott, we had three of our guns and Cotcher sitting on the bench. Um, they weren't brought on and they were left there. So I don't know if, you know, we're being proactive here and going, okay, we know I'm not giving George or Arts an excuse, right? They, they've been playing shit for a while. But I think finals are not a priority for us. In real life. I don't think it's like – it hasn't been like – you wouldn't have put your, your main stars – people say, oh, yeah, Nan Curtis got hurt. All he did is that little – that Freo guy stepped on his ankle. He could have gone back out there. Um, but yeah, it was odd just to see our drivers are sitting there, and I, and I don't believe it was a mistake on our end. I believe that they, um, just yeah, fuck it, let's see if they can do it with what we've got on the park. Um, so yeah, I think all of our eyes are on to next year. We know what's happened this year, I reckon our eyes are firmly fixed for next year, to be honest. Well, no, before we get on, yeah, <laughs> you've been for a month now. <laughs> Before we get on to your Tiger Den, the other question I put out on Twitter, and it's something I still don't know the proper answer to uh, just yet, is with the, the soft cap implications for the league on top of Kebab Gate for us with another 100K gone, Emma's, Emma Murray's role at the club has been pivotal in the last few years. Has her role been reduced in any capacity? Because if it has, I would love to be able to get her back, and I'm sure the players in the club would as well a lot more. Because the the mindfulness and the mental stuff that she does with those guys is, for me, one of the biggest reasons why we got to where we were. And, and if her role was compromised because of the soft cap, um, yeah, that, that's a, a huge concern. I, I would think it has because we the difference last year 
Emma Murray went up there because we knew we were going to be based on the um, Gold Coast for a, a big chunk of time. But now, with the helter-skelter nature of what's going on with state governments and their decision-making, um, you might be in Victoria for a week and you might, and all of a sudden you might end up in Western Australia for three weeks and you're going up there with the bare bones of your ass. You know what I mean? So I would yep. think definitely her role at the club has been reduced, but not through anything, not through a club decision. I think it would just be through a logistical um, situation. And unfortunately, I think it shows. I think you're onto something there. Yeah. I, I think her ac- accessibility to the players hasn't diminished. But when you do something of Zoom instead of face-to-face, that's the problem. Um, so, you know, but I don't think it's any cutbacks or anything like that, Michaels. I don't think it's, you know, well... Um, you know, for the soft cap. The other, the other thing too is we have to get, we have to reinvest in our coaching stocks, not having leper. That 100K, fine. And this is what really fucking shits me, people. That 100K fine that stopped us replacing with another coach, the impact on that has been huge for us this year. Yet you've had clubs that have broken um, COVID rules. Um, you even was it which was the last club that did it with even a club official? Oh, yeah, yeah, gets done three three breaches, yeah, nothing. And what happens to them up in jail? Yeah, but what happens to them in the club level from the AFL? Where's the 100k fine? Where's their where's their um, players being suspended for 10 weeks? There is a clear double standard, mate. There's a clear, and I'm I'm personally ropeable for it now. I know. I talk about umpires, but I put down, you know, the game. We lost that game, umpires didn't call, cause it. But, and we played shit. But hold on the ball, fellas. Can we talk about that for a second? Like, you all both watched the game. I don't know people that uh, listeners want to comment on this too. But when Shy Bolton got pinned, for, there was one instance where they actually made up a rule um, where one of our players kicked the ball. The ball's on the ground. Uh, he was in dispute. I think it was George. And they kick, just kicked the ball. And he got paid for deliberate. And the umpire actually said it was caught on the mic. Sorry, mate, you, you soccer kicked it, so that means it's um, a free kick. And even the commenters say, when does a soccer kick become, because it's, it's a soccer kick, it becomes deliberate. That was one big red flag for me. And the second one was Shy Bolton. By the rules, if you le- do a legitimately attempt to dispose of the ball, even if your foot misses it, it's not a free kick. It's just not. He got pinned, and then then within a couple of minutes, there's a passage of play in our um, forward half. We applied immense pressure. We had about five, six, seven tackles. We had a period where you had um, a couple of players get slammed in the back during that period, and they waited till the very end, and then they pinged a tiki touchwood high for Frio. The way that game was umpired towards the last half, it stank for me. I don't know about you two blokes, but it absolutely stank. That's why I can't wait this year to be over. Because unfortunately, Ray, I I understand what you're saying. I respect what you're saying, but the fact is, we missed two goals ten meters out, dead in front, or fifteen meters out, dead in front. As I said, it didn't cost us the win. Yeah, it it should. I mean, I haven't understood the umpiring. If I'm honest with you, I've struggled to understand the umpiring all year, and I'm like you. I'm to be honest. I don't even want us. I don't want us to play finals. I'm happy for us to just take the picks and run this year because it's just, you know what, football is just shit to watch in general. I can't watch other games other than ours. 
And then when you watch that game, we kick six goals, 4,000 points. It's just football is so bad at the moment. It is so bad to watch across the deck. Yeah. I just... It's, it's a good point you make there, CB. Like last year and, you know, years prior, I would happily sit there and watch three or four games of footy, like not including our own. But this year, couldn't care less what when other games are on. Zero interest. And, you know, I, I missed, I think, bulk of the first quarter of our game because we were in the car. And usually I'd be a bit ropeable about it. But I, I wasn't too phased. I was able to listen to it on radio. But it's just not grabbing not just our games. I don't want this to come across as because we're not winning because that's not the case at all. But because um, believe me, if it was in Melbourne and we could go to games, I'd be there. But uh, it's, yeah, it's just looking really ugly and the rule changes haven't done what they all hoped they were going to. If you go across fan, sorry, if you go across fan forums, right, I promise you, Richmond supporters aren't the only ones that feel this way. If you read in general, the general consensus is the game is on the nose. It's not just yeah. Richmond people. And, yeah, just, Glenn, just on that, mate, go actually check the rule. Like, they changed it from – I used to believe the interpretation was exactly like you thought, but, no, they've actually put in there now intent to dispose of the ball. Um, that's the difference. If you if you uh, intent to legitimately dispose of the ball, then it's not a free kick, even if you handle you. That's why there's so much throwing, and it's allowed throwing. Um, you know, because I'm going to go on a fucking rant here, right? You've, okay, Tix, you've got what you want. It's taken you frigging 20 rounds, but you're going to get what you fucking want. The problem we've had with this game is we've got fucking people making decisions who've yeah. never coached the game, right? Yeah. They go on these committees, go on these panels, look at the data. What they need to do is just let the frigging coaches coach because they know better. And they go around these rules. These rules have an impact for six weeks, and the coaches are too frigging smart and they're too well-resourced and they fucking know how to get around the rules. And what we get is this cluster shit crap game that we're watching now, right? But in point of fact, the scoring was higher back in 2013. Look at the stats. Don't believe me. It's not fucking rocket science. Hocking in these dickheads that make these decisions that talk to the groups or whatever they do, they've driven the scoring backwards in eight years, right? And we're now back to 1960s levels. It's just Melbourne storm out score football games these days. No, it's, it'll be basketball. Remove all this bullshit. Get just let them go. It's just a joke. Yeah, basketball on grass. It's pathetic. Oh. Let the boys play. Uh, all right, with that, uh, Tiggs, we we'll go with your uh, den. Yeah. Um, look, there's a Actually, sorry, thing. sorry, sorry. Before yeah. you do, listen. Start thinking of questions you want to ask. Because after the den, we'll get into your questions. Sorry, Tiggs, go yeah. on. Yeah, it got me thinking, like, there's a fair bit of negativity. Obviously, we Richmond people, we love winning, right? We're now conditioned to winning. Um, it was funny, last this time last year, we all had winning fatigue, right? Now we've, you know what they say, you know, be careful what you wish for. So we're going through it. But statistically, I, I had a look at it. One way you judge a coach, and then there's been some comments, oh, that Harvard's lost the players, Harvard's game plan's been caught out, um, all this sort of nonsense. So I said, is this true? Let's have a look, see. One of the main stats to, that everyone uses to define if a, if a coach, and it directly reflects on the coach, if, uh, if a system is working, is turnovers from the opposition. So if your game plan can create turnover from the opposition, that shows you how the mechanisms of what you do, how your players are set up on the ball, um, how you're defending and all that sort of stuff that the coaches do because obviously you're not playing in real time. Um, is it working or not? We lead the league by a fucking country mile 
So even though we're performing in, in our fault, we all know what our problems are. The actual skeleton of our game plan still works and works better than it's ever had before. That's what fucking surprised me, right? Works streaks better than what it had ever before. Now, I had a good mate of mine, the coach's amateur footy, right? Obviously, um, he's had a bit of time in his hands now. And he pointed this out to me in particular. He goes, our problem is, is talent at the moment, right? We know this. We don't have the cattle that we normally would have. And that generally will maximise on the opportunities that our turnovers will give. At the moment, at the moment, we haven't had the effective disposal um, to punish opposition sides. Our actually defensive of the turnover is actually pretty good, even though we've got a decimated back line. That's, again, leads to system of our coaching. So that's why I'm really bullish on us next year because, no, our game plan hasn't been caught out. No, 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 people haven't worked us out. What it is and the nature of it is is that when you cut the depth off a side, when you cut a side's needs off, basically, um, and, yeah, we can have we have huge fluctuations within games um, and we can get dominated within games and now it's compacted to we must win every game and we've got players that aren't used to that level of performance. We've got leaders not playing to their potential for whatever reason and it all compounds and we see what we're seeing now. But the actual Our actual system um, of actually causing a turnover from the opposition is still intact. It, it leads the league. That's a stated fact. You can't argue it. Um, and 17 other sides will kill for it. It's just, unfortunately, we're not maximising it. So what's great, I'm glad this year's happened because it, I hope to go, one, it's identified our midfield when it starts getting a few interesting injuries is exposed. What it's identified is that our, our small forwards that we have at the moment need to be replaced or need to be re-energised in some way because they're absolutely not performing. And one player, uh, this my mate of mine who coaches that we had a bit of a chat with, chat with Shy Bolton. People were talking about his form, rightly so. But you know what he is, and he gave a perfect analogy for me. He goes, "He's our still side bottom." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "He's a cream player." People might remember that about Shy Bolton. When we're on song, or when we have a baseline of performance that's competitive, he has good games. But when we're absolutely shit or way under, he struggles. And some players are designed that way. Some players are like that. Still side bottom in his prime was the same. If Collingwood was getting dominated, he would rarely win the game off his own boot. But when the team is either level pegging or dominating slightly, he's, um, what's the term he used? He's an amplifier of that. He's like a factor of five. He will go from lifting the gap slightly to greatly and we start to dominate. That's the type of player he is. And people wanting to trade him, please. You know, just take a chill pill, enjoy the losers, losses, because hopefully, not hopefully, I know I have this belief. We won't get many next year. That's it. That's the target in. I'll, I'll add to this, Ticks, <clears throat> what people need to realise. So due to our success, we've had four shortened pre-seasons. Yeah. But due to our success, we've actually played an additional 20 games on top of every team that's missed finals the last four years. So you think how knackered and how fatigued some of those players are. So they're due for a spell, mate. They are, there's a reason they look cooked. It's because they are. Uh, it's, yeah, it's all caught up to them, I suppose. But um, 
I guess it's just frustrating, isn't it, watching knowing that we can play a lot better. And yeah. I, I pray you I pray you're right, Tiggs, that we do get back to what we know and love next year. And I think the best thing for this playing group, and I'd be shocked if there's many that disagree, but I think the best thing for them is an extended break, freshen up. Yeah. Just relax and recharge for next year. Um yeah, because they they would know this season was shot a few weeks ago, but I think it's yeah, reload reload for next year, but Oh, I still yeah, I just saw that. Still wouldn't mind seeing uh, RCD get a few games as well. But on to listener questions now. If you've got some questions for us, send them through. We'll do our best to answer as many as possible before we get to the preview of the uh, who we playing Kangaroos game. Well, maybe maybe what we should do. How about we just review the North game and then do questions at the end? That'll give them time to fire some shit in, or what do you want to do? Oh, uh, no, because then I've got to try and go back and find the questions. It's actually harder. Hang oh, on, I've got the sorry. first one. CB, assistant coaching changes. Thoughts? Well, actually, I'll go with this. Now, I put something in the Richmond journey just to be a little bit of a troublemaker, okay, uh, which is surprising you. for me, I know, right? <laughs> I know. But the funny thing, all I said was Richmond should um, – Barmy and whoever else should go pay Clarkson a visit. I didn't say in any other capacity. And what they really should do is um, I would love to see us actually approach Alistair Clarkson as a director of coaching. I reckon that would be, for a club like us, that would be massive. Um, I mean, the guys I'd love to see back at the club, I'd love to see Sean Grigg come back. I think his footy IP is off the charts. And I think Chris Newman would be a very good fit back at the club as well. Um, but the key thing is we get extra money back in our soft cap next year, which allows us to get an extra line coach in. Um, no, I think Kingy's got some problems, mate. They found his motorbike somewhere where it shouldn't have been. Um, but I just think there's an opportunity. So automatically going to have one extra line coach, but I would love to see a, a favourite son like Chris Newman or a Grigg come back into that lineup. I think that would be really, culturally, it would be very good for the club. Just on Chris Newman, just remember where it was spoken about first uh, while the media start trundling out that line a couple of weeks later. Uh, this isn't an official question, but more of a very good observation. Do you reckon anyone would buy yesterday's game on DVD? Name a game. Get onto it, folks. <laughs> uh, Tiggs, is Jack Graham, that is, being played out of position? No, I just think he's being unappreciated by most of the masses on here. Um, he is obviously playing a, a slightly different role, a more of a defensive role. Uh, defensive doesn't mean tackles. You know, it's not the 70s and 80s. Defensive is me leading to a space to block it. Uh, he's, he's run. He's running. The amount of kilometres he's doing and at the pace he's doing it would frighten people. I think they clocked him at 32 kilometres. Um, he was the fastest person on the ground in, in consistent basis. So, no, he's, he, uh, he's, just, he's just doing it on his own at the moment. He's got his captain who's... Hasn't got a tank. He's got a very limited tank. Though he turned a corner, Cochin, um, against Freo. Was, he did it for like a quarter. He put his body on the line, and he hasn't done it for a long while. So, but, yeah, he's a sort of a lone hand um, in it. But, um, yeah, no, I'm proud of his year. Okay, CB. And, Tiggs, I'd like your opinion on this as well. CCJ or Troll, who do we keep? <laughs> I, oh. Having looked, Charles game on the weekend, he did some great things. Then he did some really frustrating things. And what's concerning me is he still gets outbodied so easily 
and yet his agility and intercept marking was fantastic in the back line at times. Um, I, I'm still in the CC, if I'm honest, I'm still in the CCJ basket over Mabia. That's what I think. That's my personal take. Well, the decision's been made. I'm so locked on it. CCJ's gone. Um, so I've already sort of, he's dead to me in my head. I'm that adamant on it. He's, um, he won't be at the club. Um, but who knows? Haley's comment might hit fucking Frankston and change his psychic appearance and that, and he changes his mind. Look, see, Chol for me has a high skill ceiling than most of our players. He reminds me of a tall Chol, um, tall Shy Bolton. I think his height is what sets him apart, and I reckon if he was shorter, people would he would be a far better player. Um, you know, more midfield side because he's that type of laconical. But he, people, what we play him as a ruck. Look, I like some of his defensive efforts this year. I like his ability to some of his intercept marking. You'd see he's learnt off Nank a lot, uh, and he's done that quite well. But he fades in, in and out of games way too much. He's not a player that you can bank on and rely on. How old is he? He's still he's mid twenties. Mid twenty three. He's young as yeah. Because he's 23, if he's 23, 24, I would keep him because rucks of that type of enigma can sometimes take till 26 and they can play to 30, 31 um, before they really, you know, start like they'll go through a spike all of a sudden and improve out of sight, out of mind. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I would like to retain him if possible. Um, yeah, but CCCJ's gone. Can, can I just go back? Can I backtrack on that question about with the coaching stuff? I'll throw mm-hmm. on out to the listeners, and I want you guys to answer. And I'm already a yes. How would you feel if Nathan Buckley come on as assistant coach in some capacity? Because I actually rate his football IQ is off the charts. I reckon he's he's a very articulate and a very intelligent football brain. And mm-hmm. um, I'd have no beef if a guy like Buckley come to the club. But have at well, it, people. I think let us know your thoughts. The only query I would have on Bucks and Clarkson for that for that matter is do they have the ability to stay in that back seat, kind of like where Choco struggled. He was obviously a great footy brain, but he was always wanting to be the man and take over because that's all he ever knew. Um, and would those two have the same issues and would it step on Dimmer's toes? But if, if the cohesion worked, I'd be on board for it. But it's something I'd you don't know until you do it. I'd love to see the smoke like the Holden Centre and all of a sudden the window winds in. There's Buckley in the car like the pie's hand over when they had Big Mold House. That was fantastic. What excites <laughs> me more is the, is the possibility of Clark High. Like, oh, it's a fantasy and it probably still is, but if he goes to a club as a senior coach, let's just assume he wants that year off, right? He's got paid $2 million or whatever they, they've paid him. If he goes as a consultant to, let's say, Richmond, right, as a not head of coaching but as a more of a consultant Help is made out and Richmond make some sort of form title for him. It won't um, allow Hawthorne to say, no, we can't pay you now because you've got a coaching job at another club. So it allows him to keep all of his money. He gets the break that he needs and he gets his footy fix with his best mate. I can actually see that happening. Um, that excites me. That that fucking excites me if that could happen, you know. Um, but, no, look, for Bucks, I'd love him in the midfield coach. I'm with you, CB. I reckon he's... he's, he's his, his, his footy IQ is is really off this thing, but my only scary thought is he's, a, he's an alpha coach. Yep. You know, people have him, you have him at work, every workplace has got one, where they're, 
when they get a bit of leadership, they have to be the man. And they won't, and they don't work well with the main leaders. You're the type of guy that'll snipe you to get your job. Um, if you're the boss. I just put it out, and I tell you the other guy, I tell you the other guy's a highly rated assistant coach who lost his job just due to the cuts. Um, Ashley Prescott's very highly rated as well. Yeah, no, I Dean, agree. Dean, Dean Solomon, too, is very highly yeah. rated. Uh, Craig Lambert's fantastic. With I think McRae's hurt us this year, not having him. He was yeah. good, wasn't he? Uh, sure. Oh, yeah. he, was, he was huge. He, but he's, he was great when our kids were struggling or when um, we were going through uh, to really instill confidence to bring them in and have an impact. We've missed that this year. Um, so I would probably look at a Lambert, Craig Lambert. Um, he was perfect for that in his role interstate. Yeah, he's tied up in Sydney. He's not yeah, Sydney. see if we can pry him out. See if we can pry him out. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting off-season. If Clarko didn't want to wear a tie, if he wanted to wear shorts and a T-shirt and we had a football, I, I, I think we would let him do that, Loz. It's a good good point, though, very good point. Uh, thanks, for everyone, for sending through your questions. Much appreciated. Uh, on to the review of the North Melbourne game, Tiggs. Yeah, it's um, – look, I don't know Snake Baker's watching. For you, mate, fuck yourself. No, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Um, oh, Happy. How are you, yeah. brother? Yeah. Just on that, yeah. he comes out of the woodwork and follows us on Twitter again. The two yeah. days out from a game, it's very. It's my charisma. It's right? my charisma. He, I remember. I still remember the day where he accused me to be Rich, Ricky Nixon. That that I've got that screenshotted somewhere. And, and Snake, I hold that in my chest, man, because really, what you're saying is you love me and admire me. So I appreciate you following the channel. No, on a serious point, when you've got a bottom bottom inside, and let's make no mistake, North is a bottom inside, right? Um, we've seen it. We used to do it all the time. We're bottom four, but at the end of the year, we'll go for a four or five-game winning streak, right? Reason, they want, to, they want to get re-signed. Some of their players want to get re-signed, so they want to show something. Some of their players are out of contracts. So they want to show something. All that sort of stuff really comes into it. So if we play with the skill level, now this is an important distinction, if we play with the energy level and the, and the work ethic that we played against Frio, we will beat them. If we play with the skill level that we showed, we would we won't. Um, that's just a, as plain as day. I'm still very confident of a win, right? I'd be shocked if if we don't win this game. Um, I swear just, to God, we don't. Stop there. How, how alarming is it that you that we even have to say that? That yeah. like we even. I, I'm yeah. scared of this game. I honestly yeah. am. I'm not fearful. Like, I think you need a grower sack, Michaels. But, <laughs> but I'm just, look, at the end of the time, our club's got our eye to next year. I'm fully convinced of it. I'm fully convinced of it. Our eye, we've got an eye to next year. Um, I just a tidbit. No one asked me the question. I'm surprised we only had the three questions. But just on the last bit on last game, how often did you notice when they zoomed in on Sarah, he had a little bit of a smile and if you go back, I think it was in the third quarter, he threw a wink to Cochin. Go have a look. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to go back and check the tape there. Uh, CB, thoughts on this game? It's a danger game? Actually, look, I, I'll tell you this. So I actually, I actually have watched North – because I, ha I had to watch North beat Carlton. That was actually hilarious, right? So I actually, I actually have watched a North game. Um, I'll tell you the one thing where North is super dangerous at the moment, and Teffy will confirm this, I guarantee you. Um, North are playing an absolute um, 
psychotic ball movement through the middle type of game. They are moving it forward at all costs and they are going through the middle corridor. They are not messing about. They ain't doing chip, chip, chip. Um, they've put some speed into the game, into their game style. Uh, Zeeble's actually s- settled them down a bit er- in the back line. And Larky's actually, LDU and, and Larky's showing some good form up forward as well. So um, the one guy who absolutely destroys us every time we play them, regardless of the result, is Cunnington. Um, I hope he gets well. He's got uh, testicular cancer. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. That's sad he's in that it was really... It, oh, I was just saying, it's really nice to see the amount of supporters from uh, other clubs sort of commenting on North Melbourne's posts as well, just to wish him all the best. So it's yeah, he, good to see the he's community a, he's get a, right behind him. He's a bona fide superstar of the game, Kank, and it has been for years. Like, seriously, if he played, not slagging North here, North, if he played for a Collingwood or an Essendon or a Carlton, he would be talked about in such a, um, such a different light than than playing at North, if that makes sense. But he's an absolute star, Cunnington, make no mistake. And I tell you, the other guy who's going to cause us problems is um, Big Goldstein. Yeah. Because he's playing good football and he's going to cause us some issues around the ground. And Taron Thomas, I think, is coming back and maybe Cam Zerha as well, which adds a bit of flair and X Factor for him too, who are both in pretty good nick um, before being injured. And Stevenson. Yeah. What you said, CB, gives me the confidence that we should win this game and win it well. At the moment, obviously, Noble's doing the right thing. He's teaching him now attack method, right? He concentrated on defence. He's now going, all right, we're using this part as development. Let's let's concentrate on our method of ball, you know, a certain way of being very direct to goal. That's why they're not long long kicking it and slowing. They're trying to keep that pace going on the ball as quick as they can. problem with that style is if you get a good um, turnover side, which we're the best in the league, you can be really hit the other way. Um, and that's what gives – because we're, we're looking – our wind should be broad. Our wind should be velocity, right? Put that alongside stack. And then you've got Grimes. Those four there are all and, – and also Mansell, actually. All those are uh, naturally attacking defenders. People underestimate Grimes because he, he obviously has been to a lot more defensive responsibility, but his aerial attack is fantastic. How often has you seen him push up to the wing side and do that massive, massive mark and then feed the ball on? So um, those four will be relishing playing a direct attacking side through the guts. Um, the days of defensive walls, we don't have the talent for it because we've got Bolter missing um, and others. No, we won't defensive wall. We haven't done for most of the season. But, yeah, we'll have that mo- mobile zone defence bait them for the, the short kick. If they're doing it at pace, we do the spoil, get the ball. and So I'm pretty confident we'll still win this. Look, on Cunnington, I've always rated him one of the better mids in the competition. I really wanted him. Hey, um, so he's a huge out. Zeeble can get exposed for pace. Like I'd be trying to get the matchup of putting Shy Bolton on Zeeble, right, and getting the ground ball. You know, uh, put George, you mate, lock him down with George. George, yeah, no, George, and Arch, George and Arch, for me, have to be delisted. I'm not delisted for the game. Dropped, right? I'm, 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 I'm being too hopeful. They have to be dropped. And just look, they're a young team, North. So are we. People underestimate how young we are um, at the moment. Let's put a couple of bit of youth in. Let's put let's put um, Cumberland, Noah. Let's give him a good shot. Let's put Rioli and just tell them have fun. Um uh-huh. I think we need to do it just, if anything else, just to get a bit of um, spark and, and X Factor back out there because 
it, there's large chunks of the game where we look to just be going through the motions and teams like, you know, yeah, North might be last on the, if you're looking at the ladder, but they're going to see the way we've been playing and they're going to put themselves in as a real chance to beat us. And I don't see why any other team wouldn't be thinking the same way. I mean, they, they only lost to, to Geelong by 20 points, I think it was. So they're going to be up and about and they will have penciled this game in a long way out, giving themselves a real shot. So we, we need to be on our toes. Yeah, well, look, <laughs> my, my ins and outs are a little bit less drastic than Tiggs, who's just put the curtains around and pulled out the 22 and, you know, put a couple in the back of their heads. You know, that's a bit extreme, Tiggs. But um, <laughs> my... what we do, man, I just call it as I see it, brother. <laughs> oh, mate, that's that that's uh, Italian heritage. Just... <laughs> no, don't. There's no politics with me, man. No <laughs> uh, shades of grey here, brother. <laughs> just blue lips and anger. <laughs> blue lips and anger. Because <laughs> I want my monitor, that's what causes the blue lips. I, I have got um, oxygen, so don't stress, guys. I'm not having a stroke. Have another smoke, mate. That'll just get that into your Oh, mind. fucking I wish. I wish. Do you notice I've got no COVID beard? Yeah, what's going on? You've changed. Mate. And you notice I haven't coughed? You've changed. Oh, you're changed. giving it up. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm, re- I'm like on three a day. So it's close to. You've gone Hollywood. You've gone Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. You know, doing walks now. You know, it's great being in shit form. It's great being in shit form in footy because I get so angry at the end of it. I have to go for a walk. You know, (laughs) go on the um, the boxing bag, uh, all that sort of stuff. You know, I'm I'm getting right into the cardio. Get in it, get in it, big fella. So, to my outs, (coughs) you'll be surprised to hear that I have George and Arts out, but also Jack Ross. And I'm bringing in Noah Cumberland, who's kicked um, how many eight goals in the last two weeks? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I've got Cumberland in. I've got this guy called Josh Caddy. Apparently, he can play wing half or kick a few yeah. goals. He might be worth a go. And I've got Marlon Pickett coming back in. So I figure yeah. if Van Curvis is injured or something, mate, we've got our backup ruckman. So. Yeah. <laughs> I've got similar to you, CB. I've, I've left Caddy out still. I think it's too far into the season now. He's, he's, yeah, I love. You know me. I love Caddy. You know me. I, is, I love it. This is Marlon Pickett all over again, you dog. No, 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 no. Hold on. <laughs> Beg your pardon. You're too much into the manscaping, sauna, waxing, you know, all fucking exfoliation. You're losing your mind. Now, Fabio settled. No, the reason for me to be an insult to him, right, it's just been absolute insult. You've burned him. You've burned him already. Let him enjoy his off. Let him enjoy a longer holiday, right? Oh. Um for me, what I would go into, okay, we are where we're at. North's a young, North's a young side. Let's test their defence, right? Let's bring in a bit of speed. So I would go, Ross, for me, is really disappointing. I'm wanting to succeed, but I don't think he's going to make it. Mm-hmm. Oh, he tries his guts out, but he's not going to make it for me. So I'd go, okay, we've done him. We've given him a good effort. We've given him a good go. He's tried his guts out. VFL for me. Um, so I would put Ralph Smith in to take over um, the wing role. Let him run up and down, blah, 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 do his thing. I would bring Noah Cumberland in for George. Play forward, mate. Play as a small forward. I want to see you do 10 tackles a game. I want to see you. Don't worry about running up to support the defence. You just fed into him, just harass, 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 and stay at the feet of our tools. That's what I would say to him. Then I'll say Daniel Rioli, who's played exquisite football. Let's get your cousin, put your arms around him, and say, you're going to kick the ball to him every time you've got the ball and you're in a sort of centre square, kick it into his area, plonk Morris in a pocket, 
and, and just say, mate, go ball, get ball, have fun out there, put a pit of place. I'll get Morris, Morris in for, for arts. Um, and that's what I'll do. For me, that will spark energy, that'll spark, give us supporters something to celebrate. Um, and it hopefully will bring the leaders back into the side. Like, Cotchin will have a bit more of a spark. He's, though, I think he's turned a corner. Pressure will be better for the second game running. You know what I mean? And I, and I think our back line will enjoy being very offensive, you know, just taking a game on. You're telling me that six goals, 15, isn't a celebration? Well, see, that's <laughs> the thing. No. It's, well, the thing is, that's the thing that's frustrating too. We, uh, 22 scoring shots. Like, fuck. We actually, right? it's, not like, it's not like we're doing, we, we, we're doing 12 shots a game. Our inside 50s, yeah. we're back to normal levels as they should be. Yeah, and our pressure um, ratings are off the charts. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I mean. A lot of the stuff we're doing is we're doing right, and that's Prestia. I put it down to Prestia's domino effect. His domino effect, him into the game finally, allowed Cochin some support to play his game, allowed Shy Bolton to go forward, but which meant we had to use Graham as a defensive mid, right? Um, not getting all the love, obviously. People, A lot of people don't see that, but that's what his role was. And it worked in parts. Um but, but yeah, play, you know what? We should play a drinking game on our next game. <laughs> and what we need to do is have a shot or a skull of something every time we kick a point. And yeah, I was going to say that. that. <laughs> no, if you really want to go to hospital, <laughs> and we should do it live on a podcast, but I reckon if you really want to get tense, <laughs> we take a shot every turnover. Every oh, time we turn it over, take a shot. Yeah, I'll be asleep at half time, That's the case. Propped up by quarter time, I reckon. <laughs> Um, all right, people are saying they're in. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's get some tips and margins for this one while I post some comments about the uh, drinking game. <laughs> CB, what's the tip and margin? Look, let's death ride this season. Tigers <laughs> by... <laughs> Tigers to kick eight goals, 44 points. <laughs> And we're going to win by 14. <laughs> Mate, when you said that's right, I just had a mental image of you as if you were in prison, like fucking body in that pillow. <laughs> and saying yourself, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> me, me, me and Teffy will be in the same cell. <laughs> oh. Don't get me started. <laughs> Don't get me started. No, nah, Teff, you're right, mate. You're right. Diggs, <laughs> your tip and margin. CB, mate, defend the poo dot, bud. Defend the poo dot. Um, oh, fuck. I hope we just go, fuck it, let's just have fun, let's just attack. Right, just attack, 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 attack. But I don't think we'll do it. Um, I think we'll crucify them, though, on the turnover. If we show the same method of play and actually just fix up by even 40% of our uh, forward half, be a bit more direct, a bit more predictable, I reckon we'll win around about by 36 points. I just hope we win. Or just, oh, who knows anymore. All right, I'll go Tigers by, what are you drawing? I'll Is go Tigers like that, by Jinx? 19 <laughs> points. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, what did I say? Tigers by eight or nine points, whatever it might be. Just hopefully, oh, I just want to see some changes, just to see some young kids in. 
look, we can't do any worse by putting in two of the young blokes instead of uh, Castagna and Art. So why not give them a crack and see what happens from it? But yeah, spot on. Oh, here we go. Teffy's calling a draw. Don't do that to us, mate. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we can't have that. But um, I think, where uh, do we know where the game is yet? I think it's been released. Uh, where are we? Okay, so the game currently, as it stands right now, is on Saturday at 4.35 p.m. at the MCG, uh, obviously subject to change with uh, all the COVID-related stuff. But fingers crossed there. I'm not sure if there'll be crowds. There is speculation there will be crowds allowed into games soon. And if that is this week, uh, try and make sure we all get there and support the boys. And if it's not, make sure we all scream from our TVs. So... We will endeavour to try and do a live call for a game before the year is out, I, I promise. I've, it's usually my fault it doesn't happen, so I'll get my shit together and we'll uh, we'll get one organised because they, they are a bit of fun uh, and we've just got to pick the right game to do it. Otherwise, it can be pretty pretty tough going. But uh, thank you to everyone for listening and tuning in tonight. Make sure you follow us on our socials, on Facebook and YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Stop holding up your drawing um, and, get, and get behind us. We appreciate all the love and support as always. So... And keep an eye out for a trade show in the coming weeks, which will answer yeah. a lot of the questions that come through. And, and what I'd say, if any of those vlogs that uh, gave me that unique feedback from that particular site that I will not mention, go have a look at the names that I mentioned that you mocked, and then of, of the names, particularly from Gold Coast Suns, and then go have a look at the paper and all the media after that show, and how many of those names have actually come up in discussions. Mm, and then once you've done that, go fuck yourself. That's what I'll tell you, because I'll never be at your side again and you've missed it, you've lost it. So oh. I've got more loss too, guys. I've had um, – I've been getting to work. I've had um, – now it really gets um, really interesting. So, um, yeah, I've got a bit to share. Um, I'm waiting on some big news. I just want to make sure I get it confirmed um, from being likely to more than likely. And when I get to that stage, I'll share it. Um, this feels like an off-air conversation pending. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty, pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. Uh, very good. Well, we'll definitely keep you all posted uh, when that's going to take place. So thanks again for tuning in, folks. Teffy, thanks for tuning in as well. Shit, my computer's going to restart in five minutes to work PC and I haven't got control over, over it. Uh, have a good night, everyone, and we'll hopefully see you on Monday after a win, fingers crossed, and stay safe, everyone. Until next time, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Hashtag. Right. <laughs> See you, <laughs> Protect your, your poo dots, mate. Have a good night, everyone. See you, guys.